Welcome to Why the Hell Are We Friends? I'm Ellis. And I'm Mudge, and we really shouldn't be friends. Mudge is a spiritual guru and loves nothing more than running healing workshops and staring at the stars. Whereas Ellis is a staunch non-believer and can be found regularly staring at me blankly when I talk about crystals and spirits. But despite our spiritual differences, we get on like a house on fire. Or twin flames. Hmm, you've lost me on that. Don't worry. Anyway, join us each week as we scrutinise each other's life choices. Expect horoscope hang-ups, crystal ball conundrums, and my futile attempts to indoctrinate Ellis into the world of spirituality. So let's get to today's topic. Ayahuasca! Ayahuasca. (laughs) Okay, Ayahuasca, this is your bag, Mudge. You're going to have to fill me in. Maybe in a nutshell, what is ayahuasca? So it is a shamanic plant medicine and also a class A drug. (laughs) Although it's not considered illegal in certain jurisdictions, should give that disclaimer. But it's a drink made from two vines which grow in the Amazon. And when they're brewed together, they have the psychoactive compound in them, DMT. So they essentially make people who drink it hallucinate wildly and see lots of crazy things and sometimes throw up. That sounds like my absolute worst nightmare. <laughs> have, you <laughs> ever, have you ever tried a, a psychoactive substance? <laughs> what, what, what do you think? I, I am going to guess <laughs> no, no. I've had some bicarbonate of soda in a cake probably. That that to me is like the level of like activated product that I've had. Um, Go on, what, what is it about about it that scares you? Anything like that just makes me want to be sick without even having the drug. Like, the anxiety of being like, oh my God, what's it going to do to me? Am I going to die? Like, that, it's not for me. Why have you been drawn to it? Yeah, I guess myself, probably like lots of other people who are interested in this, you don't decide to drink ayahuasca for fun. It's not like a recreational party (laughs) drug. It's because you've got some deep, traumas some dark stuff going on inside you which you want to get out of your system or work through and it's essentially a tool that like lifts the veil to the subconscious mind so all of the the body of feelings and thoughts and the stuff that's lurking beneath the surface that makes you do the things that you don't want to do but you don't understand why you do them it lifts that veil so you can just model through it and come out a happier, more healthy person on the other side. Do you remember your first time? (laughs) I'm talking about (laughs) not that first time, but your first time having the ayahuasca. I'm not sure I I do know, (laughs) but you got there in the end, yes. (laughs) I do remember it. I mean, I think you'll remember what I was like prior to that experience. I had done so much work on myself, literally like 12 years of therapy. I don't even want to think about how much that cost and had not, fully found a way to live a happy life as crazy as that sounds I just I was like I understood everything intellectually Mm. my brain like everything that happened to me all the trauma the way in which it shaped me but just knowing that alone was not enough to live that knowledge if that makes sense and I was 
probably not far off where you are now in terms of levels of internal resistance <laughs> and fear. I was so scared that I literally got on the plane and as I was flying there, was like crying my eyes out. I was an atheist at the time. I was yep. praying to God that like, please, I don't want to die, even though I didn't even believe in God. Mm. I was just like, if there is a God, like, I don't want to go like this. And and actually that first experience was much gentler than I had expected. Mm. It just completely turned my life on its head. I saw my parents and their childhoods and really experienced everything that they had been through that really made them who they are and this is while you were taking the ayahuasca yes yeah yeah. these visions of like my mom and some of her trauma and really understanding how that had shaped her as a person and and made her unable to love me in the way that I needed to be loved Mm. and the same for my dad as well just so much empathy I think and love and forgiveness for pretty much everyone in my life that had ever hurt me oh actually you were my first ever ayahuasca I told you this I probably hadn't but like I think I had really low self-esteem prior to that moment Mm. and I had this moment where I thought about you and how much I loved you and in the moment was like why can I feel like this intensity of love for someone else but can't feel that for myself and it was Mm. like the message which I've thought about so many times since I need to like love myself as vigorously and as aggressively as I love the people in my life and coming out of that ceremony like something had just switched in my brain I remember going into the bathroom to brush my teeth and I looked at myself in the mirror it was like I'd seen my face for the first time I thought this is gonna make me sound like a complete narcissist but I looked at myself and I thought have you always been so beautiful (laughs) oh my god you you were so beautiful like my entire life I'd just been looking at myself thinking oh this isn't like this or I wish I looked like this and suddenly it was like I'm a smoking hottie (laughs) I didn't even know it so yeah it was quite life-changing well you are a catch you always were a catch (laughs) but I'm glad that the Oaxaca has um helped you see that thank you thank you (laughs) now you run ayahuasca retreats in somewhere in Spain because it's they're cool with it there. They don't. They don't mind people taking stuff and just vomiting up um, <laughs> and having <laughs> crazy stuff. Can you talk me through? Because you did one recently. The process of of taking the ayahuasca, but also like your role in it. Like, mm. are people just being sick everywhere? Like, are you the one going around with a sick bucket? Like, what's the vibe? Yeah. So the the prep kind of starts a month before you actually get there. We talked a bit about this before. You have to follow a really strict diet, mm. start really detoxing mentally, physically, emotionally and getting yourself into this state where you're like a blank slate ready for the medicine to penetrate the system. And then when you arrive, you do three ayahuasca ceremonies over the space of five days. And that is essentially going into a hall at night a shaman is there who serves the ayahuasca you're not the shaman i'm no, no. definitely okay. not the not the shaman <laughs> and if anyone anyone <laughs> like me is claiming to be a shaman don't trust them a that's bought, a red flag a bought. A bought, a bought. <laughs> you want someone who's like gone off to the 
Amazon and, you know, trained in the jungle and work with a proper master, um, not okay. just someone who did a few retreats and yeah. found this stuff good. So, yeah, you go into the ceremony hall, you're there in this room with a group of other people who you'll have met and you'll have spent quite a lot of time talking to about, you know, what your intentions are, what you want to get out of the experience. And you drink the ayahuasca, lie down on a mat and essentially go on a very wild journey for about eight hours. Oh my God. What are people doing during this? Like, if you're there, fly on the wall, is it absolute carnage? Well, it's weird because I, I, I guess I sort of am there a fly on the wall. <laughs> I'm sitting there just watching people observing it and it's like it's magic it's magic what happens in that space like you'd think that it would be scary to to see some of the stuff that happens but yeah some of it it's almost like an exorcism taking place like all of this heaviness and darkness and people are screaming and crying and often throwing up as well and it's just unlike anything I've ever experienced in any other area of my life because people are so not inhibited they're just free to release what they need to release and and everyone leaves feeling so much better for it has anyone ever got their uh, got their dick out during one of the ceremonies or like got naked or <laughs> I like I've did never... you have you <laughs> Just flapping it about. No, like, no, no one's ever got naked. I was try- really trying to think, like, what's the weirdest thing that I've ever witnessed in that space? I mean, you, people do, do strange things and say strange things and it's like an altered state of consciousness. Mm. But then because you're all kind of in in the medicine, in the ayahuasca together, your perception of what's weird completely changes as well. So I've never seen something that, like, at the time jarred to me as being abnormal Mm. what's the like good bit that happens afterwards because there's got to be some Mm. good shit that happens to make people want to maybe go do it again for sure for sure it's that catharsis that people are looking for like whatever it is that happened to you in your past whatever conditioning that you had from society whatever stories you've been telling yourself your entire life that are shaping your reality in a way that doesn't make you happy is essentially excavated and then you are free to start your life without all the emotional baggage and we all have so much emotional baggage like and I think that's why people come back as well is you can clear out the childhood stuff you can clear out the historic stuff but then you might have another trauma that you need to work through as well and constantly resetting back to that baseline equilibrium of happy peaceful and content what does the shaman look like? She is just like the most beautiful, incredible woman. She looks like an angel. She's an <laughs> angel. And it's kind of weird. Like I look at her and I can't tell whether she's like 20 or 50. Do you know those people who are just like their faces mm. are completely ageless? So yeah, you can tell this ayahuasca is magical. So she's taken the ayahuasca previously, but also now she's like, she's basically like, has the dose of it in her bag and like did is there like drug dealing that goes on to like get this 
medicinal thing. Like, what's the... <laughs> like, are there people, like, like, gangs going around in Spain being like, oh, yeah, like, give me some of that ayahuasca and I'll give you a £20 note. I, I don't know. I don't know how it works. You can tell that I'm not like, a drug person. No no one would take this recreationally. Like, you would be like, oh, God, to uh, smash my ayahuasca, like, go down to the club. Because you'd be, like, you'd be throwing up and you'd be hallucinating and you'd probably be crying. Like, this is, this is no one's idea of a good time. Just going back to the room and what it looks like, have you got any pictures that you can show me? Maybe yeah. we'll, we'll put them on socials as okay, well. Okay, but... yes, yeah. It, it's like a yoga, a big yoga hall, basically, made of stone. <laughs> and people lie on mats with blankets and pillows on the on the floor. What, what happens to the sick? Who's clearing all this stuff up? Yeah, the next day. The next day? The You're next leaving the day. sick in the room for well, the whole day? To be fair, because the ceremony's at night, so this all takes place. People leave probably at four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, go back to their rooms and sleep. And then, yeah, that that day when everyone's cleared out, one of the team will go, I actually... <laughs> are you the... I'm not you the person the, who You're not! You're running the retreat and you're getting someone else to do the dirty you're work. You're sick, yeah. Oh my God. That was definitely one of the tasks that I wanted to outsource. If you ever managed to persuade me to come, you'd be like, oh, Ellis, can you... Um, I've got a really important job for you. You should be on the sick cleaning duty. That would be great. <laughs> Do you think you would come? <laughs> never, never. I'd ne- no. I guess the only thing that might persuade me is if there's like something. I definitely wouldn't take the drug. I would maybe like be like, oh, we're in Spain, have a bit of sunbathing. Maybe there's some fun stuff that happens mm. like between the ceremonies. Like, what does happen between the ceremonies? Yeah. So each day after the ceremony, you you spend quite a lot of time doing integration work. I'm just trying to think. Would this be fun? Would this be fun for a person where you basically sit in a circle and you talk about everything that you saw, what the experience was like, and you work through everything that came up to try and interpret some of the messages and work out how you're going to incorporate that into your life when you mm. go back home. So would you find it fun to sit and talk about your innermost feelings for multiple hours? <laughs> I think I could manage five minutes. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a no, it's a no from me. But um, you knock yourself out, or don't actually knock yourself out. Please okay. don't die from it because no, when you have gone on it, I've I have genuinely been like, oh, much has been there a few days. I'll let her just like do her thing and enjoy it. But there's always a part of me that's like. What if I never speak to her again? Mm. What if this is the end? Like, what if she does? Because people can die from this, right? If they don't take it in the right way. If they do, yeah, if you don't prepare properly, it's like a substance which is contraindicated with various different other substances. So if you go in, one in particular called tyramine, which reacts very badly with the ayahuasca, and yeah, death is a is a consequence. But knowing that, knowing that, you would just avoid everything that can contain that in the run up to the the retreat. And statistically, you've got more chance of dying from being hit by a car than at an ayahuasca retreat. Well, there we go. Speaking of death... Um, I'm so intrigued <laughs> to see where this is going. Um, what the hell are you wearing around your neck? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a necklace that is just full of skulls, <laughs> hence the, the death link. We'll put a picture of it on socials, but... Um, Talk me through what is going on um, with your jewellery today. Yeah, so it's a mala that was given to me by a man in Nepal 
a mala. mala. It's kind of like a, a necklace for like for prayer or for meditation. Mm. So they have like a specific number of beads. How many is there on that? I want to say. I'm guessing the specific number isn't important. <laughs> what is 27 times four? Uh, 27 times four, 108? Okay, yes, yeah. 108. So you've got 108 and this is technically the 109th, but you don't count that one. And you essentially chant and do a chant that charges up each each of the skulls of the mala <laughs> with this energy and then the energy keeps you protected. And okay. um, the man that gave it to me said that because I was doing these retreats and working in the space with a lot of people releasing a lot of negative energy that this would protect me in the space yeah so each night i was chanting 108 times to charge it up really and yeah 108 yeah. times yeah and it's not a short chant either go on give me a little give me a snippet <laughs> oh, give me a snippet <laughs> okay goes this. you got your eyes closed of course taking it seriously the chart goes one time Om Triam Bakam Yajama He Sugadim Pushti Badanam Uvaruka Miva Bandanam Mitchombukshi Mam Ritat. Oh my god! You do that 108 times. Yeah, but that what does that mean? Um it's called like the king of the the king of the mantras. And to be honest, it, it doesn't have like a you can't translate the words literally, mm. but it's about kind of strength and power and protection and resilience is the the general themes that's sick release it as a single i'll do the bvs the skulls by the way on the necklace mm. they remind me of have you seen the nightmare before christmas film yes <laughs> yes no i can yes. see that i can see that the main character in it is called jack skellington and He's a skeleton. Yes. And it just, I'm just thinking of that film when I look at the necklace. I think it was, in fact, designed after that film. <laughs> Have you been absolutely conned? <laughs> Is this actually official merch for the Nightmare Before Christmas? And you're using it as like a chanting energy protection device. That's so oh good. God. Apparently, the design comes from the goddess Kali, who's like the goddess of destruction and this is one of her symbols but you know it could be the nightmare before maybe that's where they got the idea for the nightmare <laughs> maybe. before christmas maybe, maybe, maybe. how much would i have to pay you to wear this necklace <laughs> what like at a social event at a so oh uh on your wedding day <laughs> do it <laughs> no come on everyone has a price everyone has a price i, I mean <laughs> <laughs> for the whole day, you wear it for the whole day. Actually, just for the ceremony. I'll... Just for the, for the ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But the pictures would last forever. Okay, okay, wait. The, the you can you have to wear it for the ceremony, but you can have it photoshopped out of your pictures. <laughs> but everyone who's there will know that you're wearing it. And, and they wouldn't. Would they know beforehand? Or like, it, no, I'd you're not allowed to explain aisle, it. And they'd be like. You have to wear it as if you, you you are wearing it because you chose to wear it. <laughs> I don't, I think, I'd do it for 50k. That's actually not, that's quite reasonable. I mean, 50k would be great. Life-changing money, yeah. Okay, <laughs> fair. But it starts saving. So, yeah, will you? Yeah? <laughs> Deal? Handshake? Let's shake it up. I've got how many months to make 50k? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, 
Right, let's take a break. We'll be back shortly with our usual horoscopes and Mystic Budge to answer your crystal ball conundrums. Welcome back to Why the Hell Are We Friends? It's crystal ball conundrums time. I've got one here for you, Mystic Mudge. It's from Anonymous, and you'll see why in a second. Hi, Mystic Mudge. Is it true you can shit yourself when when drinking ayahuasca? Okay, yeah. I do understand why that is anonymous. I have to answer the question, honestly. And <laughs> it's a yes, isn't it? It can happen. Have you shat it yourself? I haven't shat myself. But Liar! Honestly, I Liar. haven't. I haven't. Look, I, I've done plenty of other humiliating things. I've thrown up all over myself, but I've not. I've not actually shit myself. Have you seen anyone else shit themselves? I have seen one person. One person of about, let's say, a hundred oh. that have come through the retreats. One person did shit themselves. <laughs> Talk I, me through it. I guess the, the the purge, as the shamans call it, comes in multiple forms. So you could throw up, it could come out in the form of explosive diarrhoea, or it could be some sort of emotional release. And for them, that's like, you know, you detoxing, getting the stuff out of your system, which is not dissimilar to how we throw up or have diarrhoea in the Western world as well. But sometimes you're so out of it that you don't quite notice what different areas of your body including your bowels might be doing so if that happens it happens you know there's something that you'll learn from the experience for sure like um, bring a spare pair of underpants yeah like that's always a good one <laughs> have some spare clothes <laughs> yeah and don't wear your best undies <laughs> well i hope that answers your question anonymous um so yeah you've been warned a bit more of a simple one now this is from Claire. She wants to know, Mystic Mudge, I'm kind of intrigued by ayahuasca, but scared of opening Pandora's box. Any tips? What I would say is that open or close, Pandora's box is there and it's doing its thing. And if you don't know what's in there, you continue to live your life being governed by all the skeletons in your closet. But the, the act of opening the lids and rummaging through all that stuff it can be intense and it can be scary and there will be things that are challenging but that's how you liberate yourself to to be happy and free so my tip is the unknown is scarier than the known and what you're doing is essentially bringing what's in there into your field of awareness that can only be a good thing I'm very intrigued after hearing everything that I shared about the retreats. What would your top tip for someone attending an ayahuasca retreat be, atheist Alice? Oh, just don't get on the flight. Don't get on the flight. <laughs> don't go. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sit at home with a glass of wine and a box of chocolates instead. Oh, um, oh. Yeah, continue to suffer. Continue to suffer yeah. at home. And if you do get on the flight and you arrive there... Just escape wherever it is immediately. <laughs> Go for a walk, have a little sunbathe. Um, yeah, sorry, that's my <laughs> <It's a fight. laughs> Right, before we go, mm. let's do some horoscopes. Funnily enough, 
when I've been going to work on the tube every morning, I've been getting quite into reading the horoscope. Have you? And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, for some days, I'm, I'm actually like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, maybe that is legit. Oh, my God, it's happening. It's happening. I'm like, no, this was not meant to happen. Like, this was not meant to be the situation. But I've got one for you, um, your little fish. It's a, it's a fish of Pisces. Yeah, Pisces, Pisces is yeah. a fish. Well Good. done. Well Thank done. You. Clearly, uh, you've been reading your horoscope. <laughs> clearly. Right. The approach of a very special visitor might cause you to thoroughly clean your house, Pisces. Afterwards, you could look for new and interesting ways to dress it up with some new plants, throw pillows or other decorative touches. Mm. This... (laughs) You're ridiculous. I'm hooked. This can be tiresome, but definitely worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. When your friend arrives, he or she will feel at home. Work hard and then make yourself look great. Okay. Well, I I was literally cleaning my <laughs> home this morning. Yeah, but people always clean their home. Expecting very important visitor later. You. What? Yeah. For the eye gazing workshop. Oh God, I, I haven't yet decided about this. <laughs> we need to basically Mudge runs eye gazing workshops, which last like an hour, an hour and a half, and it's just staring into someone's eyes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very intense. I'm on the fence about coming, um, but. Have you got new plants there that I need to come and see? There are new plants. There are pillows. There are throws. (laughs) And according to my horoscope, when you arrive, you're going to feel very at home. Right. It's written in the stars. (laughs) I'm still at at TBC. Um, Well, maybe we'll find out the answer in your horoscope. Okay, go on then. So, my Capricorn friend... Today, you could experience a strong desire to clear your psyche of past traumas that limit you. You may decide to register for a seminar or workshop of some kind. You have absolutely (laughs) done me over here. This is a fix. This is a fix. If you sign up today, all signs are that you will not only attain the results you want, but you will also meet some interesting new people. Yeah, very interesting people. (laughs) Oh my God. Among them could be a potential love partner. What? But I'm getting married. Go for it and have fun. Oh my God. It's basically telling me to cheat on my other half. I feel like that's what happened last time you came to one of my workshops as well. That I didn't cheat. No, saying, I didn't cheat. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. That, that your horoscope said that oh, you were yeah. going to get some action. My horoscope's just trying to absolutely do me over. Something is saying that you are supposed to be coming to this eye-gazing workshop. It's written in the stars. You can't argue with that. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't want to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll, keep an, I'll keep an eye on you. No pun intended. I'll mull it over. No promises. I'll see you there. <laughs> right. That's what we've got time for today in Why the Hell Are We Friends? We'll be back next week with a new topic, your crystal ball conundrums and more horoscopes. But until then, keep it spiritual. Or just keep it real. If you've got a crystal ball conundrum you'd like Mystic Mudge or Atheist Alice's help with, just drop us a DM on Instagram at why the hell are we friends?